to Horrible Friends, the podcast in book club format about horror movies. This week we have Audition uh, to 1999, 1998, something like that. Uh, starting off, my name's Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And the general feel about this podcast is we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the film. We're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about maybe some cinematography and some sound effects and maybe a little bit about how we feel about the movie with our patented, patented, not even patent pending anymore, spoopy meter. Oh, we got the patent? We got the patent. Guys, guys, we got the patent. We got the patent. We We did it. We did it. We all do a high five. Um, And yeah, that's it. So Dan, do you have the history of this film? Yes, so Audition came out in 1999. Uh, the director for this is Takashi Meek. I believe I'm pronouncing his last name correct. I'm very sorry if I'm not. It's M-I-I-K-E. Uh, he's known for directing movies such as Itchy the Killer. I'm going to pronounce all this wrong. I'm so sorry. 13 Assassins and First Love. The writer for this is Daisuke Tengen and... He is known for writing things such as 13 Assassins, Red Queen, and Dendera. I've heard about that 13 Assassins one. <laughs> looking at that, looking yeah, at this guy's filmology, like this guy's like the Michael Bay of like Japanese horror. Like his directing. He he mm-hmm. does he's got a lot. And a lot of his movies are like very, very graphic and intense. And that's what he's known for, that style of filmmaking. And this movie is actually based off of a novel by Ryu Murakami. Uh, just, you know, so it was adapted from that. The other 1999 horror movies that we could have watched instead of this were The Blair Witch Project, Lake Placid, and Deep Blue Sea. They ate me. So many winners. <laughs> so many winners. <laughs> I love Lake Placid. Like low key, I, I love every one of those. I high key love Lake Placid. It's a very good movie, and one of the best crocodile movies that have been made. I just think it's one of the best creature mm. features. Like a giant, the giant crocodile, definitely oh, up there. It's fantastic. All right, so the budget for this movie is surprisingly low. Uh, it comes in around two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And I could only find U.S. box office for this. Um, So the number could be higher than this, but the U.S. box office for this was 359,000, around there. The filming location for this is Tokyo, Japan. And our runtime for this is 113 minutes. So it's a little less than two hours. Tagline for this is, there's only one this time, sorry guys. She always gets a part. Mm. That's pretty, eh? I get it. It grew on me. I yeah. built on you, right? <laughs> no, built yeah. on you. Okay. Took me a second, but I got it. Yeah. So our death clock, which we started last week, which is obviously just when the first death in the movie happens, uh, is none. There's actually no death in this movie. Oh no, there is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember when it occurs. Though. It's at the very yeah. end. Yes. Like if this is 113 minutes, it's probably like the 109 minute mark. Yeah, something like that. It's very close. Yeah. I was I was looking out for the nude clock still, and we got mm. to fifty nine minutes, and we were so goddamn close. We were so goddamn close. I could taste it, people, but there was sadly no nudity. What? 
There's, uh, there was. there's boobies there like was. earlier on. One of the interview, one oh, of the auditions, the, the interview yep. part, there was. She just takes it upon herself to take her shirt off. Mm-hmm. Are you telling you me about Mr. Parrot Tits? Yep. You, I you, can't you, do you it. Did I just can't tits. do it. <laughs> I, might, I might do it. If there are boobs, I, I, I might do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, uh, maybe every week Jarvis can point out the nude clock <laughs> moving forward. If anyone can, it's him. Just, just not this. Can. I believe circumstance. And with that, that is the end of that information. However, I, I believe that, uh, Chris has some trivia for this movie before I pass it off to who's doing the synopsis. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, it's just one little thing I found like looking into the movie and, um, just to set some people's expectations to listening to this, or if they plan to see the movie, um, when it was screened at the uh, Rotterdam Film Festival in 2000, it had a record number of walkouts. And at the Swiss premiere, someone passed out and needed uh, emergency room attention. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are medals on your chest right now if you're a director. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like real. That, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that is credence. But apparently also this movie was uh, it only took them three weeks to shoot this movie. Is that it? Yep, that's it. That's pretty incredible. Which apparently, uh, which apparently it says, uh, which is about one more week than usual for uh, Takashi's films at the time. So, so to him at this time, this is quite the long shoot. You're telling me this dude walks up and says, "I got two weeks and I'm out," and he <laughs> yeah. just finishes a movie. <laughs> yeah. And then... I got two weeks to kill. I guess I'll do a movie. <laughs> They're just such an efficient people. Those those dude. sneaky sneaky Japanese. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, Travis, can you cut that, please? Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Travis, can cut that? I'm uncomfortable. They, they did fix that road really fast that one time when it, like, imploded. I watched that video. It was done in, like, 24 hours. It was wild. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cut this, too. Just, yeah. yeah, they couldn't fix their roads as fast as, as we could expect. We are experiencing technical difficulties with our Jarvis unit. Please give us a moment to reset him. And now back to our show. And with that, I am going to pass it over to... Oh, wait. Do you guys know what the 21st letter of the alphabet is? L. I believe it's U. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pass it over to that person uh, with the synopsis. So thank you so much, Chris, for that. Um... So, audition. We open up with a man sitting with his wife in a hospital. Uh, the man's name is Chingharu Ayuyama, um, and his wife, I, I don't remember her name, but it doesn't really matter because she dies, like, right here. Uh, it's very sad. Their son is walking in, actually, when it happens, and he's holding this dope-ass model dino and volcano that I just can't get over. Um, and it, it's very much like a lifetime movie, to be completely honest. Very sad. So, so we're gonna fast forward seven years, and um, Chingaru and his son, who is she, Shihiko, uh, well, his son is actually telling him that he needs to get back into the dating scene because. Chihiko plans on moving out of the house when he graduates, and he's really just kind of concerned for his dad. 
uh, that his dad's going to be living by himself. That boy was surprisingly well adjusted because that was a pretty shitty memory of when his mom died. And he had just done such an incredible job on that volcano diorama. Like, it's just a shame. Like, don't let your dead mom ruin your day. You know, you're a king. Keep your head up. You fucking killed that diorama. <laughs> I'm sure that's the most. <laughs> it did kill that's that the diorama. most important memory you'll have of that day. Yeah, but then that virus killed your mom. So you yeah, know. I mean, I made a diorama at school today. Some other stuff happened, but I did make that diorama. So God no. a good day, all in all. Today was a good day. <laughs> Did anyone notice that he still had the dinosaurs on his room? Like, there were dinosaurs all over Dude his room. dinosaurs. Like, yo, this kid loves dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I also want to say that I put fish ovaries with a question mark in my notes. I don't know what that means, so I'm just going to keep on no, I don't know what that means. No, nope, um, don't remember that at all. <laughs> you commenting on the food? Like, the aesthetic look of, of the food? The... Um, I I also I have something know. about fish, not their ovaries, but I was gonna I say have, if you is, also had fish ovaries is it, written is down. Is that the only option, fish or women? That that means something. What does that I, mean? What does I that think, mean to you, Mike? I, I think when they were fishing, like the father and the son in an early scene, the son was like, "You need to get married." There's plenty of fish out there just like women there like, was something sticks? about fish ovaries oh they were eating a fish at some point too after they caught it and they were like oh uh, fish that, game that's the ovaries <laughs> i guess it's all ovary now let's go let's... it's all ovary all right so um we we also see um my favorite character in the whole movie which is gangu which is their dog gangu um Gangu is the best dog. Okay, um, so can I pause here? Did sure. anybody else immediately think this dog was going to die? Because I was... Yes. In yes. This, yeah, yeah, there was no question, ever. Instantaneous. No, there's She's no, so I, pretty. I, She's such a good girl. A good dog. I had I, literally, I went on to doesthedogdie.com immediately. I was like, this dog's going to die. And then Did you pause it? I paused it. I paused it. It was like eight minutes in, and I was like, this dog's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to doesthedogdie.com. Thank yeah. you for your service. I mean, I was going to do that, but then I just kind of paused and was like, wait, Stephen King didn't do this. All right, we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it was pretty apparent. They just, like, every time the dog would walk in, it was like, <laughs> like, it was it was the only yeah, dogs that. sound that you could hear. Like, it, it, it just, I don't know. I, I guess the director really wanted you to love this dog. And I the did. first time we see her, I'm just like, Gangu, please don't do this to me. Like, please, I'm begging you. Gongu, no. I, I knew she was gonna hurt I, me. I screamed like um like Willem Dafoe in Platoon <laughs> when he's like being shot down when Gongu died. I was just like, Gongu. <laughs> Alright, so we move forward a little bit and uh Shiharu is now with Yoshikawa, which is one of his friends and his colleagues. Uh, that he works with at the production studio. And Yoshikawa actually suggests that they hold these fake auditions. We have a title for a lead mm -hmm. actress in a new movie that they're not really filming. And he suggests that Shikaru marries the winner and um, 
yeah, it's really scummy, really creepy. I, I said and, it yeah. was just like, so they're just going to pick someone like you got the part. Awesome. All right. Now say I do. What? I mean, this is a very common practice. I've watched a lot of like documentaries about this. One was called like the casting couch <laughs> or something. <laughs> So, it's a very common practice <laughs> mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. very well utilized. I think I found that one the too. Best. Yeah, I I mean, if the Bachelor and the Bachelorette can can fucking hunt for months <laughs> to find a fake husband and or wife, like so I, I had these that, guys. I had that exact same thing because the guy was like, "I don't want an arranged marriage. That's not for me." But this is just like an arranged marriage with extra mm-hmm. steps where you're pretty much finding who you want to marry. This movie, like it. It is very well known as as a as a prominent horror movie, and thank God for that because no one, having watched like the first forty minutes of this movie, would have any idea that it's a horror movie. In fact, there are so many times that like it feels like it's hinging on a musical. It could turn into a musical like on a <laughs> drop of a dime. It's basically like it's almost like a '90s rom com for a lot of the movie. Like the entire the entirety of the plot with being this audition, it's a cheesy '90s rom com pitch. That's what it is. So here's the thing: is I think that this movie was at at its moment in '99. Remember, not much internet going on here, right? I think that it was the perfect time for this to come out, and why people just fucking got up and left the the film, probably because they were told, "Oh, it's just a it's a Japanese movie called The Audition," and she always gets her part. And then they they went through 90% of this movie like, oh, I can't wait for this guy to be good and get married again. And then it happens. And then the ending happens. And everybody's like, what just happened? I don't think that anybody knew what was happening. I imagine what that they the didn't. Fuck? Right. Like, I, this I wasn't think just, it didn't just take a left turn. It took a left turn through a <laughs> solid brick wall. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think it was, a, it was probably really well uh, hidden for some time. And yeah, nowadays, Jarvis, you're probably right. I, I didn't know it was like a well-known movie. Um, in the horror genre, but at the point, at the time, who, who the hell knows? No, I saw this movie way too young. I probably saw this movie <laughs> at like 13 years old, so shout out to all the single moms out there who give their children free <laughs> ring of the blockbuster card. It, it, is this Was this a core memory? Is this a core memory of yours? Oh, absolutely. I, I watched this movie. I watched Clockwork Orange when I was like 12, but I shouldn't oh have been God. watching it. So, yeah. Do you feel like your discomfort like, toward feet has something to do with this film? Like, you know what? I think you have solved the mystery of... Mike was Mike was watching audition. He's like, "Oh my god, this is triggering for me." <laughs> he says, "I can't, I can't no, like but, feet. I can't become attached to them because no. they can detach so oh, easily." Yes, oh, my god. feet can detach, so I will not be attached to them. No, but I think I think that what you guys were saying before is like part of the brilliance of this movie is that it does such a good job at like confusing you of the genre that it is that it almost like. It, it like um, put your guards down, really. It's like, OK, I feel safe. I feel safe in this. We're just kind of like figuring out what's going on. And then, boom, literally out of nowhere, that brick wall hits you. And it's like, oh, shit, this is what we're doing. Oh, OK, I, I'm not ready. Still not ready for that. Gongu's dead. <laughs> I need support. So I, I think that's like part of the brilliance of of what the director did in this. Um. Anyway, let, let's get to that part. Let's get there. So, so we fast forward uh, at about they, an hour and 20 minutes for 
<laughs> so we go through we go through all the additions. We see it's very comical, right? It's very yeah. funny. Um, like some of it, and um, but but none of that really matters at the end of the day because uh, Shiharo sees Asami, and he is immediately awestruck by her. Um, and she shares a story about how she used to be a ballerina, but she was injured, and so she's not able to. So there's like this connection of a feeling of loss between the two of them um, that Shiharu really like kind of exploits with her. Yoshikawa, he warns Shiharu that um, he checks her references, but he's not able to verify any of them. And uh, actually, the last person that she worked for went missing, and they don't know where that person is. Perfectly logical. There's definitely an explanation for why the only person she said can vouch for her, mis- not mysteriously, disappeared. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's like the bar that she worked at was like closed for a year, and uh, the the guy that she worked for went missing, so it's it's just like a lot Sometimes of shady stuff, stuff. happens, guys. But but Shiharo is like, nah, I'm trying to boon. I just did all these auditions. I'm I don't care what you say. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm in. Now, it. what did you think of all the other auditions? Um, I didn't understand what the part was for. It was it was half. Hey, will you do a sex scene? And the other half was like, I'm gonna do a cool clog style dance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did I feel like to the clock style dance. The ba- <laughs> it did feel like shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, where these people are trying to like showcase themselves and put their best qualities forward in order to get picked. Because I don't know if they knew that it wasn't. I mean, I'm sure they all thought it was for a part, but that's not the kind of questions you would be answering for a part. It's like, so I know you want this part of this movie, but do you fuck? <laughs> I that's I, I think it was all just it was all supposed to be like social commentary on like like this side of that like Hollywood chart sure. and how they can exploit actors right like I I think that's what they were trying to go for I, yeah maybe 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 there was there was like a serious note behind it but like I think it's just a very Western theme you know like and and his friend I forget his name has definitely taken the reins on this interview so he's like kind of the scummy friend and he's just enjoying this. And I, I, I don't, yeah, we we might be digging a little far too far into it. Definitely, uh, definitely, um, some adopted Western themes in kind of like the fun scummy best friend who's ultimately trying to be a good friend and, and help his buddy find a new girl. Hey, all you cats out there! If you like hearing auditions, then check out this ad. Oh yeah. And I assume that we're back. Okay. Uh, so cut forward four days and the phone rings. And oh my God, if if it wasn't clear that she's a serial killer <laughs> before, her lurching over the phone and just sitting there with nothing in her room except for the phone and a sack that looks to be approximately the size of a human body is sitting in there. And she answers the phone. And it's Shiharu who calls her. And uh, I mean, to follow this, they go on numerous dates. But uh, any thoughts on this guy? She was just sitting by the phone for four days mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. for him to call. Because mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. this scene 
and a scene later in the movie are the two scenes that was seared into my memory for well over 20 years was where that sack just lurches over mm-hmm. while she's sitting by the phone. It's just such an unexpected moment in the movie. A little bit of pee came out. <laughs> this scene is like it, is pretty highly revered. I, like I think the first time I ever heard about this movie was on a you know that uh, the Facebook group like Looper, where they talk about like different movies, and it's like this movie is cool. It is th- these top ten movies are like scary international horror movies? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. but like th- this this one was like one of the scenes that uh, it was like in the top three of like the scariest kind of like twists in a movie. But like, I, I, I love this scene. Like the waiting scene is like, it, it's, it's, I, her, she's so frail. She, it's like, she hasn't eaten mm-hmm. since they, since she left the date. It's like, she already has this incredible devotion toward him. And I mean, she has all the sinister motive, but like, she is completely devoted to this ideal that like, he is her new target. That is so fucking dark, and I love it. Because she doesn't come off as crazy at all until this scene. Because there's like certain things you look out for when you're looking for like a crazy woman. Uh, asymmetrical haircuts, more than two facial, <laughs> more than two unnatural hair colors at the same time, uh, more than three facial piercings, not including the ears. The uh, unhealthy interest in bugs and or reptiles. I have. Uh, Are you reading off of your Tinder no, profile or something? I have a running list here that I keep, and every time I find new information, I add to the list. I take away. It's just something I keep. <laughs> so, so they they go to a hotel together uh, after these dates and asami tells him that she was abused and she was dealing with this as a kid and she shows these scars and um do you want to know how i got she's these scars? like <laughs> basically she's like you want to know how i got these scars and he's like i guess and she's like well i'm gonna <laughs> tell you anyway uh i got burned and you ever take the feet from a blind man playing the piano <laughs> <laughs> I, no i can't say i have oh I don't think but, he was blind. So uh, Asami is like, hey, um, I'm the only one that you're going to love, right? And Shihara is like, uh, we just boned. So yeah, <laughs> you're the only one. That's how she got him into bed. No, they, they, that was yes, like pre-boning. That was like, dude, that's the trap. God, I am so easily tricked. Like, I feel like this is the sixth movie I'm saying that to. But like immediately she's like, you're dead, right? I'm dead. Yep. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. She's like, she's like, I'm the only one forever, right? And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm undoing my tie. Like, the shoes are flying. <laughs> I hope there's no one behind me. The shoes are in the corner. Though I will say, and I'm sorry, but, like, it needs to be said. They interviewed a lot of very pretty women. And Asami Yamazaki is probably the least attractive of all of them. I don't Oh, she was objectively very pretty. I'm i thought sorry. she was pretty it and everything is you know subjective to taste individual you know preferences but she was just very mousy she is one mousy catfish if that is some crazy mousy hybrid catfish she is a mousy catfish because she comes off as like this frail innocent little thing but she's yeah. gonna fucking kill you because like as soon as she like said you're the only one well i'm the only one you're ever gonna love right he's like yeah 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 
And she like doubled down on it and asked him like three more times. It's like, she means like the only one, not his family, not his friends, just her. Oh yeah. The only one. So the next morning, Asami is gone. Uh, So Shingaru, uh, and he gets like a phone call and he's like, oh yeah. The, The guy at the front desk is like, oh yeah, she checked out. Are you still staying? And so he looks at her resume because turns out he doesn't know her that well. Uh, and he tries to figure out where she went and tries to track her down. So he goes to Asami's old abandoned, assumingly abandoned ballet studio. And he goes inside and he sees this man in a wheelchair. And he learns that this is the person who abused Asami when she was younger uh, by burning her. And after this, he then goes to a bar where Asami last worked and he learns that it was shut down a year ago, as, as I said earlier, and as we were talking about when the owner who is the wife of a record producer was found dismembered. And uh, just to add on to that, the police also found three extra fingers with there's no such thing as extra fingers. (laughs) It's just, it's just missing the rest of the body. No, no, no. It, it was an extra ear as well and an extra tongue. No, I mean, it, it's like when you get like a thing of French fries and there's like just a, a little extra, you know, curly fry in there or something like that. Or, oh, or so like it's a like, tater tot. So <laughs> it's like Ikea right furniture. You just have some extra screws and an extra shelf, you know. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you were the lead detective of that precinct and you're giving mm-hmm. you're giving like the media you'd be they'd be like how many bodies were identified and mike would be like there were two well sort of um <laughs> no, there's no. like one mostly and then like another we uh we think there's um four components uh, uh how many th- 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 one in one quarter is it a quarter? How many? <laughs> What's a quarter? Will it fill up a bucket? One and one eighth. <laughs> There's one and one eighth body. If it fills up a bucket, it counts as a body. <laughs> That's how we do it in our precinct. I have so many questions about the ballet instructor. So many questions. Okay. I mean, and ask him. Well, I. Well, how I, many I, questions <laughs> is it his stone feet? Is that is that what you want to ask about his stone feet? I, I think I don't. Are they stone feet? I thought they were somebody else's feet. They're, I thought they were wooden. Are they not prosthetics of some of some they kind? They look like they were prosthetics with like skin over top of them. They did not look real. I, God, can you imagine the smell? You haven't thought of the smell, you bitch. <laughs> but I, what I will say, like, they, they do not answer a lot, right? Because they they give you that brief backstory, and it's just a flash of of her doing ballet. And then he is suddenly abusive for seemingly no reason. And but what I do like about it, even though like I feel like it it brings up a lot more questions than are answered, is that it it creates this really really three dimensional story for uh, Asami Yamazaki. In in that like you know she is as much a victim as she is uh, the predator in this. Um, well, that's how you become a predator from being a victim. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just like that we, we got like kind of a glimpse in the layers of her, not just, you know, she's a sociopath. She's always been a sociopath because because that truly is sometimes the story is that, you know, it's always just been kind of this this, uh, you know, thin veil that they put over for society to see. 
Whereas this, you can just see that, you know, it was driven by abuse. I actually felt like there wasn't enough information about it. Like this whole part that we're doing right now, this is like what I consider the second half of the movie. Um, because mm-hmm. we went from rom-com to this mm-hmm. whatever mystery type movie. We're in the mystery stage now. We're bordering on the horror. We're we're almost to horror. Um, but like, I just felt like they just threw together a, a storyline for her to try to like flesh her out as a person. And like at the end of it, I was like, I still don't really care. Like it just, it felt so shallow. Like I was like, I don't, I mean... That's sad, but like you gave me like 10 minutes of her and like like 40 minutes of like creepy producers jerking off in their seats to mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. <laughs> women like spinning around in a circle so that they can marry them. I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It, it's a weird um, it's a weird take. And then, yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I felt for her in particular. Uh, I don't know. Let's you know, what, you, you know what I do want to know is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is the friend's name? Yoshikawa. Yeah. So what is and maybe you guys caught it. I didn't. He is so quick to be like, you need to get away from this girl. You need to never call this girl again for like kind of seemingly no reason. He he also is not very fleshed out as a character. He's a yes. He's a supportive friend, but she leaves and he's like, you should never contact her again instantly. Well, he he was saying that she was fishy before because he checked all of her references and he was like, everything came back sketchy. You should probably find someone else. And the guy was like, nah, (laughs) I throw golf balls instead of hitting them. I don't do that. Yeah, he did. He did say a bunch of times, like Dan said, he was like, I don't feel good. And then when he couldn't do the references and then he was like, I still don't feel good about this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 if, If your friend says like to you, I don't trust this girl at all and you should avoid her the first time I'm like yeah okay okay and you do what you want but if he says it multiple times you should take the hint and avoid that person your friend that is i agree because they just won't shut the fuck up yeah. you just gotta <laughs> you avoid got him at that point <laughs> that friend fuck that friend, that friend i'm just him. over here trying to get Kill laid him. like suck his soul <laughs> out demons <laughs> demons get him <laughs> So at the same time, Asami goes to Shingharu's place and he finds a photo of his dead wife. And uh, I believe they see like a photo of his son and everything. Um, so she naturally, she acts very rationally. Okay. She acts very, very rationally and she drugs his uh, whiskey, which that that's the death of me right there. She, you drug the whiskey, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm like, well, it's been, it's been you don't fuck run. with a man's whiskey decanter that's it's not up. okay that's fucked up it's not okay yeah just like the way the uh the whiskey decanter is framed and shot in this whole scene you immediately know that that's the first thing she's gonna go to because it shows mm-hmm. him drinking whiskey several times in this movie yeah when he woke up after after they had sex i was like my dude if you're gonna have like a glass of whiskey and it's gonna make you feel that bad in the morning maybe you want to stop but then he's like, nah, I gotta have some more whiskey. So that just means you're not drinking enough whiskey. <laughs> you're drinking yeah, enough you're not whiskey. drinking enough. Yeah. Can confirm. So she drugs the whiskey, uh, and then she goes and she hides, uh, like like the Grinch. And when he comes home, he 
obviously he's going to, because this is a movie, he's going to pour himself a glass and he passes out. Now, while he passes out, we have a cutscene. And during that cutscene, we finally figure out what was in the sack. What's in the sack? Uh, the sack. <laughs> well, Chris, I'll tell you what's in the sack. I didn't, the I didn't fucking want to thing know. I've ever seen in a fucking horror <laughs> I didn't movie. want to know. I made the joke I, watching it. Like, oh, what's mm-hmm. in the sack? And then I was like, put it back in the sack. <laughs> You're like, put it back! Put it back <laughs> in the sack! <laughs> uh, so the contents of the sack are not necessarily the gross part. The, the sack contains a man. Um, and, as as and a, he, you know, uh, anatomy will, will teach you. Say, or does the man contain you know, a sack? I don't know. <laughs> as, uh, it's, it's Schrodinger's sack. Uh, <laughs> is there a sack? <laughs> if you put a sack in a box, is the sack ever there? Schrodinger? <laughs> Schrodinger's sack. <laughs> Again, we're back to why we only have <laughs> our, fe- only our female listenership has decreased from negative one percent to negative fifteen percent somehow. <laughs> hey guys, if you have any reason that to believe why that's happened, <laughs> hit us up. Or or just, or just listen and you'll know. Okay. Um so so a man crawls out. Uh but this man he happens to be missing some things. He's missing, uh, what is it? Three fingers, a tongue, an ear, and, you know, fuck it, uh, both of his feet, too, because Mike is here. What, what so. did I say? I said there's no such thing as extra body parts. <laughs> we have found the source of those body parts. <laughs> it's like a puzzle. <laughs> All right. Um, but the disturbing part is that when the man crawls out, uh, he begs for food. He he looks famished, like he's been starved, and he's begging for food. So Asami then walks we hear over the sound, and she vomits into a dog dish. A tin dish. So you hear all the reverberation. And she gives it to him on the ground. And as she puts it down, he plunges his face into it and slurps it up. I'm going to throw up. Oh, you want to hear something fun about that scene? He's missing his tongue, so it's not possible. Real Real vomit. What? Because the actress who played Asumi is a method actress, and she insisted on it. Shut. Nope. 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 But nope. Nope. No. No. I. Thanks for stopping by. Nope. Horrible time. But why? Why is it so milky? What's wrong with her? Is she eating? Is she all right? Oh my god! (laughs) Don't ask questions about it. She's she's like a bird. (laughs) She's just feeding. Is it gamey? (laughs) Is it? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? I think we should have her on to ask. Like, is her vomit gamey? How do you say that in Japanese? (laughs) Is it gamey? Try because it's gonna it's gonna sound really (laughs) racist if I do it. So I'm not gonna. Jarvis, you got this? Um, (laughs) God damn it! I I found the trivia that backs that up. God damn it! Mike, you're not fucking around. Like, oh, no, 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 he's not. not, not he's at all. not. That's so gross, and now I do feel queasy again. Yep. Dan, go on. Continue. <laughs> if if you, if for our fan and all the boys out there, <laughs> uh, um, if if you have not seen this and you don't want to sit through the whole movie, just look up the scene. It is nauseating. And, <laughs> and it's great. It's great horror. 
But it's no, do it, do it, you bitch. Do well, this it. wasn't even like <laughs> the creepiest scene Dirty in the movie to me. Dirty fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It gets creepier. It, it get. I don't know if it gets worse, but it definitely gets. Oh, it gets bad. It gets bad. Yeah, it does get really bad. All right, so let's get to the bad. So we haven't gotten to the bad. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. You know what's so real quick? This is a dream, right? Is kind it of? though? No. Is well, it? I mean, how no. is he seeing this? Correct. He, He's not. He's not. We are as the audience. He's there. He's watching all of this. He is yeah. passed out. He drank the whiskey. This is a fever dream, but it's but it's accurate to what is happening. Yeah, I got I got super confused at this point. It, because the movie's already set a precedent that it will break away to show the audience things that the characters will not but understand. No, but the, the such dude as... literally is watching though. He's in the room. He watches. I mean. <laughs> Okay, I forgot that he was in the room. I, I will, I will concede that. Yeah. Point. So I'm, I'm actually not sure. Right. No, no but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, it does. It does, definitely breaks away, so you can see what the um, bad person is doing, or what kind of weird. Because we see her with the sack right earlier, as we mentioned. Right. But right, like, right, right. no, this is, this is weird. This is like a fever dream, like out of body experience that he's somehow able to see the past or whatever, and we don't know why this is happening besides the drugged whiskey, I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Maybe the sack is actually there. Maybe she brought hmm. it there. Should, yeah. Maybe the sack is society, hmm. and we are all lopping up the vomit without tongues. <laughs> I'm done. Maybe it's gonna. gonna maybe it's nuke. just Chris's. Chris finished. That's maybe nice. it's just Chris's it's sack. Just, it's <laughs> my sack. I don't know how it <laughs> became my sack, but. And we're and we're all lapping up Chris's, Chris's sack scrotal without sack. tongues. His scrotinger <laughs> sack. So, how, how many fewer female listeners do we have now? Uh, negative 30. <laughs> it's exponential. Great. All right. <laughs> Come on, boys. Let's do it. Finish the line. does not exist. <laughs> vomit, vomit, vomit. Titties. <laughs> All right. No, I want, the kind of fe- I, I want the kind of female fans that would be into this type of talk. I don't... Is this yeah. your version Only of the audition? True. Any woman yes. who can handle this podcast. <laughs> Any woman worth... who can handle this kind of podcast and this type of movie, just you know, shoot us an email, address it to Mike. They're all married or might as well be married. So just send it right to me. Yep. Send it to our new email address, might as well be married.com. <laughs> what? Wait. Huh? She tells him <laughs> at that she <laughs> so, so... <laughs> Uh, so she, she tells him as he comes back to that, she lied to him about not only that he lied to her about not only loving her and that she only has him, which is very sad. She, she's clearly alone and, um, yeah, she does not mean that in the pathetic victim sort of way. She, she means that in the, I own you and I'm going to take from you what I desire way. I mean, she he is her property legally. I think. So uh she, so she also says that she's only torturing him to teach him how to need someone. Any anybody else turned on at this point? Just me? Um <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it's what you it. it's it's what you call a fear boner. <laughs> yeah, my fear my fear erection was was pretty palpable. Losing my direction, <laughs> just trying to get a clue. All right, sorry. Um, so she then she 
starts to saw off his foot with mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. wire saw, and I didn't know you could do that. Like, I was like, why have I never been able to do this? Yeah, I, I, to, I this told you that to like, Asian yeah. 47 never did this. He never took so much, like, <laughs> pleasure and glee in fiber-wiring people. It just See? seems like a quick way to take someone out, just not sawing off the feet. Well, I mean, Dude. he doesn't have to go very far, right? If you're just like, slicing the neck part, just be boop done. But she was going for the whole thing. Um, and that look of happiness on her, actually seeing her happy for like the first time in this whole movie, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> she is batshit crazy. <laughs> that smile, that damn smile. You forget sociopaths <laughs> aren't all white males. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, 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 it branches out, I guess. But mm-hmm. God, that torture scene, it was just pure exposure. It's just long moments of uncut scene uncut uh you know unintended but <laughs> the the hardest part for me was she puts in the um uh, the, needles. the needles well she puts the needles into the us needles. Well, no, that's i'm not terror i didn't care too much about the needles it's when she hopped up further on his stomach oh! to go after his face i was like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and i know that you love the audio but did you love that when she like like pinged on the needles in his eye that they almost sounded like when you take a wrench to like a fence post, like a mm-hmm. metal fence post. And I was like, I don't know if that was the right one, but then I'm thinking like maybe that's kind of like what he interpreted it or, mm. or like what it would sound like to him because it's literally in his goddamn skull. You know, maybe it would sound a little more, I don't know, there'd be a little more bass to it. I don't know. It was almost like those church things where like you know they fill up the glasses and they like move their fingers around the glasses and it's like they make the songs with it right I don't oh think it's you're a talking church thing what church did you go to <laughs> uh i went to you know a baptist church i think that's like the fun stuff that they do there. i mean, dude that that was a talent in miscongeniality from one of the contestants yes. <laughs> But you know what? We're getting into this torture scene, and it we deserve to take our time on it because it is fucking horrendous. It is absolutely difficult to watch, but we completely forgot to pay our respects because right before the torture begins, we see Dicks we see out. Gangu uh, head huh. head going not the correct way. <laughs> that wasn't the way it <laughs> going not the correct way. Oh. Gangu, you are too good for this world. You are too good a girl. I mean, they couldn't just, like, show the dog, like, motionless in a corner. Just, that dog was very brutally murdered. Yeah. And just the tongue, the tongue sticking out. I was going to say, it's probably one of the more, like, realistic dog death scenes that we've probably seen. Most of them, like, Stephen King is just like, oh, dog laying down, that's dead. And you're like, okay, this was like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. (laughs) There's some whimpers. You see, you see a dark... A dark figure of a very still dog in a corner, and that's Stephen King. This one was like, hey, more blood on the dog's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit coming out of the mouth. (laughs) And pan the camera closer. Yeah, I this this one was rough. I honestly I thought it was gonna be worse. I I thought like with all the talk about food in this movie, I thought she was cooking that dog. I thought she was gonna feed it to him. Instead of the puke scene, that that would have been what this was. That I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I'm happy that it it stayed where it was. Yeah, and uh, last thing to note that I can think of is that she she injects him with a like paralyzing agent, mm-hmm. but the paralyzing agent is not they so note good. That, uh, well, yeah, it's the worst because he can 
still feel everything. His nerves are still active. He just can't really move that well. And she even makes a point to say, uh, your skin is very sensitive from this, but you will not be able to move. And this was like the other scene that was like burned into my memory where she just turns around when she's got the whole rubber apron and gloves on and she just squeezes the needle a little bit and the stuff shoots at the top. And then she turns around and injects him. That's the other one that I just, as soon as I started, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm baby Mike remembers this and it was traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> baby Mike is triggered. Baby Mike is triggered. Baby Mike is triggered. And yet, remember that. And yet you're still kind of horny about it, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I discovered many things about myself at the ripe old age of 12. <laughs> And that's when we discovered that we have now have negative 50% female listeners. All right. So as she, she moves over to start to cut off his second foot, uh, but his son returns home. So Asami goes and highs. Chihiko discovers his dad and Asami goes to attack him, but we get a flash and we are back in the hotel and it was all just a dream actually. Dude. Yeah. So we, we keep going back and forth, and, and I think it's purposely done so, so that we're kind of losing touch with the reality of what's going on. Like, we, we know what's reality and what's what's not, but, uh, you know, it's jumping from back and forth. And I'm, I, I was aggravated at this point because, like, this is the heat of everything in this film. Everything has been everything has been moving to this crescendo. And now we're back in this dream sequence and we're back at we didn't talk that he was literally just going to propose at their weekend getaway when they first have sex. Like they had done nothing in terms of physical or even sort of like verbal intimacy, except for like, you know, having real conversations with one another. And he's just like, I'm going to fucking propose. And now in this dream sequence, this is what would have happened if he proposed, I guess, maybe like in his mind. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like, she says, yes, I will. I'll marry you. But he's like, I didn't even ask you. And she's like, meh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I'm your, I'm your heroine. So I already said yes. You can't take it back. No take backsies. Uh, but this isn't for very long because we're going to flash again. And it wasn't a dream. <laughs> Everything that happened did happen. Yay. Fuck dream sequences. Um, so Asami fails to attack Shihiko. And he runs up the stairs and she follows him and tries to grab him. But he manages to kick her off of him and she falls backwards and she falls down all the way down the stairs and she breaks her neck. My dude got a power up somewhere up those stairs, man. Like, he fucking <laughs> yeeted her. <laughs> yeah, he what did. was she trying to spray him with? Was that like, was that curve body spray? Like, what was her plan? <laughs> I think it was the paralyzing agent. In spray form. She's got it in every form. She can do it however now she wants. Now in mist. <laughs> She's got it in pill form. She has it in a steak. You could just cook that bad boy up and paralyze. Oh, if it was in a steak, I'd be mm. done. <laughs> <laughs> if it was in a suppository, Jarvis would be done. Hey, man. Mm -hmm. That's adult. That's grown man shit. <laughs> so she breaks her neck, and we get a very creepy scene as... Uh, Shihiko goes and calls the police. Shihiro is lying on the floor and staring into Asami's eyes because she landed in such a way that she's still staring at him with her dead eyes. And he hears her in his head. 
and he's remembering all the things that she said as like they were together and talking about being together forever and being with each other and hearing responses to their conversations and hearing her talk about the abuse that she dealt with. And uh, the last thing that he hears from her is it's hard to forget about, but someday you'll feel that life is wonderful. And that's the last thing that we hear from him and the movie ends. It was like, it was one of the most brutal and vicious movies we've done oh, in a while, if not overall. And then it ends with like grunge jazz aerobics music. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> it really just fit the whole movie where it was just like, what the fuck kind of movie am I? I think I could just be whatever I want. <laughs> there's yeah, there's there's just no rules when it comes to like what what Japanese films uses music because like that could have been the end of like a Gundam anime or like you know an actual rom com like I, I don't know. There's no or, or this movie or this movie they do, they just do what they want. I did like a lot how they didn't do like a fake out ending where she got kicked down the stairs and then he he goes to check on his father. He turns around and, oh, she's not there, and she's got one less attack. I'm glad they didn't go that route that a lot of movies do. So it took yeah. one kick, and she was she was dead. I agree. It was, uh, it, and I, honestly, that, that neck snap, oof. Oof. Just, oof. Just on the side. They kept the bump in there for the side profile, too. I was, I was very impressed. I was like, that's pretty gross. Again, this is all shit they did in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cool to move over to, uh, I guess we could just kind of lump in cinematography and special effects and all that other stuff. Yeah. Because I, the special effects is actually pretty good in this. What do you think, guys? That was. Yeah, that vomit looked real. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it looked so real. Do we get, do, I mean, do we take points off because she literally vomited into a dog bowl? <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. That is not special effects. That is a woman literally vomiting into a dog bowl. It's it's just special. It's crazy how she was. She, you, you, it's just you special. really can't get more practical than that. Honestly. That's what, well, uh, she's so method. But what about the dude who had to drink it up? He's obviously pretty method. I don't know, guys. Yeah, I think that's the, something you just don't you don't, you just don't tell him. The director's yeah. like the director's like I don't I don't know I don't think he's and he's like no, it is integral to the plot. <laughs> I'm into it. We have to do this. I spent so much time in that sack thinking about my character and figuring out what I'm going to do to make this movie great. And God damn it, I'm going to do it. You just didn't go, you know, how'd you get this cornstarch? It tastes so acidic. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, uh, Please move go, on now. Yeah, going beyond <laughs> the, the puke. I mean, the even the, the cut limbs, the, the sound effects for the cut cutting of the bone was... I had headphones on when I was watching this movie. It was the worst. <laughs> I shouldn't have had headphones you know, on. And to, and to just go off the fact of how method they were, they, there wasn't like no Foley sound was used. Like they really cut off his limbs. They cut a man's foot off. <laughs> they cut a man's <laughs> yeah, foot they, off. They cut his foot off for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, she really broke her neck. <laughs> like it's just good she, method acting. It was, the, it was her last film. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, this was a, this, this was the special effects were definitely highlight that the horror portion of this movie is truly a horror film. It's definitely one of the more gnarly films that we've watched. It is grotesque. Time. Yeah, it is so good. 
yeah, it's it's good, and I'm I'm happy it exists. Uh, the the sound, whatever the the, the music or whatever, you know, like you said, it, it the ending music was just not. It's not part of this movie. They just threw it in because it was free or whatever it was. Um, but the the rest of the film had just standard music, but the sound effects, man, yeah, I I appreciate everything about it. It was just nasty. It was a nasty movie towards the end. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. And the acting, I think, was pretty good. I, I wasn't thrown. It, it was a little weird sometimes and like kind of like when he I, I still don't understand, like when he made it to the bar and like he was standing there kind of like looking at the bar. And then suddenly I was like, there was a tongue. And then all of a sudden he knew that there was a tongue and he saw it. And he was like, oh, and he like fell back. I was like, I don't understand that. That was kind of weird. But it made the chattering teeth sound. Yes. When it was it was like moving on its own, it, went, <laughs> it was like ah. <laughs> like a Joker esque chattering teeth yeah. toy, yeah. But either way, uh, I think that was pretty fun. Um, let's yeah, get into. I, I was just saying, I think Asumi played like both sides of the coin really well. Uh, she played like the kind of like very innocent and quiet and mousy woman that I think guess attracted him to her. And then just she flipped the switch once she had him alone and was just this vicious, brutal killer when she was torturing him. And she took so much pleasure in it. And just when she was putting the needles into him, yeah. she was going, kiri, kiri, kiri. It was just like deeper, deeper, deeper as she was putting the needles into his, all over his stomach and his eyes and his face. And Oh my God. I forgot about the line, the deeper, deeper, yeah. deeper. She sang it so like happy Childlike, and gleefully yeah. too. <laughs> oh God. It's it's yeah. it's like kitty 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 kitty. Yeah. But I I actually I tried to look up um what the direct translation is like what the word is for deeper and it does not marry up with no. the words um so but yeah I I, that's I guess gotta that's be like true. A, it's got to be like a translation thing. So like the Japanese are really big into um onomatopoeia. So mm-hmm. usually like the sound of things that do things is usually what that is and that that's kind of what that sounded like to me. And I I don't know if she was going for a sound either way. Horrible. Just absolutely. Just no thanks. Uh, Hated it. Yep. She was terrifying. And honestly, I, I could have, you could have thrown her, you could have thrown any actor, actress in, in her place for most of this movie. And I would have been like, yeah, sure. That's the same person. Right. Like just in general, like she wasn't that great of an actor until this part, this like until the terrifying part towards the end. Oh man, that's she shined. She shined really well. It was it was really great. Um, so uh, now that we're done that, let's uh, Dan. Do, do you do you happen to have a, a spoopy meter for us? Yep, you're all gonna hate it. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> dog bowls. Let's talk <laughs> dog bowls, no. boys. So um, I would consider that to be a medium sized dog, <laughs> uh, Gangu. Good old Gangu. Good boy. Uh, and looking it up uh, about. If you have a medium-sized dog, you should probably have about an eight, be able to put eight cups into that bowl. So um, zero to eight cups of vomit. How much would you slurp up for this movie? I'm going to throw up. Uh, well, good, because that's, yeah, no. that's what you're rating <laughs> it Once with. you throw up, you can fill up the bowl again. <laughs> Yummy. Um, all right. Yeah, so how do I feel about this movie? I was... Um, Bored to tears for a good portion of this movie. I don't even know. I don't. I don't know how you fix it. I maybe less of it. It was like close to two hours. It, it just a less of the beginning would have been totally fine. 
Um, but again, if this was if the movie was going for what I think it was, which was a surprise, this is actually a horror movie. Um, I think that the prolonging of the rest of the movie was uh, required, and I think it was it was fine. Um, I I want to say that out of what was it eight and a half cups? Is that correct? I'm gonna go with um, eight. eight sorry, eight. Uh, I'm gonna go with like I I think that the movie itself was fine at like a good five because i was just bored for a good portion of it the horror portion of this movie when it really kicks in i think that everything they used was just absolutely diabolical and just nasty and uh i'm giving it i'm giving it a good seven and a half cups it was i i don't know if i'm like i don't know if i was terrified but i was uncomfortable to the max it was I, I was doing the thing with the fingers in front of the eyes and like, oh, no, no, no. Like, uh, yeah. So seven and a half cups. Yeah, I'm probably going to mainly be about the same. I was definitely bored the first portion of this movie and just zoned out and missed, I'm sure, a lot of dialogue. But, oh, God, just that last bit. Ugh, I, oh, I couldn't. It was so hard to watch. And yeah, I had to just looking through my hands and just like, please be done. Please be over. I, I don't want to watch this anymore. Uh, as a whole, yeah, I'm going to go with three cups, mainly just for the long, long just parts of this movie that were just so boring and didn't matter. They, they could have easily cut out 30 to 40 minutes of this movie, and that probably would have helped. Spoopy overall. I'm probably going to go the full eight just because this is the first the f- I think the first movie we've done that just really disturbed me at the end and was just so uncomfortable and just couldn't wait for the movie to be over. So yeah, overall three cups spoopy wise full eight cups. So uh, I do like this movie a lot. Overall, I would give it about seven cups just because Especially when I saw it on this list, and like I don't think anybody else had seen it before, and the way the movie goes, it is long, it is drawn out, but it's done that way deliberately because just how much of a turn it takes at the end. If it was just, oh, 20 minutes and then you just jump into the end, it wouldn't hit you as hard, and that's where the spoopiness comes in. It's not really traditionally scary, it's just vicious and brutal and gory. And it's probably the most gory movie we've done or will do for the future, like near future. So seven cups of spoopiness and seven cups of quality of a movie. And just a little advice, don't watch this movie when you're 12 years old. I think that's that's square advice there, Mike. Wow. Yeah, this is this is a movie. This is a movie. All right. It's you know, it's broken up into phases almost. I think we touched on it a little uh because the first the first portion of the really kind of broken up into three main components right the first half or the first third is um you know that that like i said that fun sort of cheesy 90s um it felt like just kind of um a rom-com yeah and then we get into sort of the mystery portion that's the two-thirds of the way in uh, before it falls squarely into the absolutely diabolical, grotesque, and completely disturbing category. Um, so going back to the first third, uh, Japanese humor is just very different. It's more polite. It's very subtle. 
um, it, it, it very seldom is ever to offend anyone or any sensibility. So it typically falls flat to U.S. humor. So uh, in terms of acting, I thought uh, the acting was very, very good. Sami Yamazaki does an incredible job because she is just this mousy who gives a shit presence, just like Kyle said. She could have been replaced with literally any other any other person and it would have made absolutely no difference seemingly on the surface until you get into that third act and she takes uh, an entirely new life. It is an entirely new actress that we're seeing. I mean, cobras have that same look before they ruin something's life. And she did just an incredible, incredible job. Um, I do like this movie. It is difficult to watch for two reasons. One good, one bad. Number one, it's it's boring. It is very boring. It takes a long, long time to get uh, to get to the well to drink, um, so to speak. But then once you get there, uh, you, you just you don't want to drink what <laughs> what the well is serving. So uh overall so uh spooky i'm not gonna go with spooky i'm gonna go uh in the amount that i was fucking you know you know gr grasping uh like the seat of my pants watching this and out of eight that's a, it's a solid six it's it's bad maybe a six and a half maybe a seven god i don't even know it's fucked up fucked up is good though um but the overall i'm probably gonna land kind of closer into the four and a half uh, because it's just not something I'd probably watch again. And if I did, I would squarely fast forward to that last third act. Yeah, and I kind of agree with most of you guys. I, I think overall, uh, I I don't think it was a movie that I would watch again, uh, just because I do think it was boring. But like I said earlier, I think that that's part, that, that's what the director wanted to do. And that's part of the brilliance of the movie is that it disarms you so well by giving you this story that's just not, it's just a mundane story and that just hits you out of nowhere with this crazy, scary, creepy, disgusting, uh, torture, horror show. So um, in terms of spoopy, I, I got to give it I, I would slurp up all eight cups of that vomit because like that, that. I mean, this is just peak. This is great. This is like fantastic. I'm uncomfortable. I'm still uncomfortable talking about thinking about it right now. Even though I'm making jokes, I'm like queasy in my stomach just thinking about the scene. It's it's like imprinted in my brain. So overall, yeah, um, probably gonna go like four, four and a half. I'll probably never watch it again unless I have unless I have the opportunity to trick one of my friends into watching it. Now, I just want to add one thing. I know you all said it's not a movie you'd watch again. But I would definitely recommend watching it a second time, knowing the ending. You can skip the ending if you don't want to put yourself through that again. But just seeing all the scenes with her in the audition and in the restaurant and when she is a like, mousy and very reserved woman, knowing what she's capable of and what does happen at the end, it is worth watching again. So do you think I should wait 15 to 20 years to watch it again? or Watch it tomorrow. Oh, okay. I, I do want to thank our, our, our people. Is that okay? Great. Yeah, go ahead. So thanks, Chris. Uh, no problem. I want to go ahead and I want to thank Andrew Cavanaugh. He does our music. He's a great guy. You can see his links in our in our little podcast description. I want to thank Connor McLeod. He does our artwork. He's great, too. You should go check out his stuff. I want to thank Travis Kaiser. He, you know, he gets to listen to all of this all the time, and he gets to edit it. And it's so great of him to do it, and I really appreciate it. And we're sorry for the puke. 
Um, Wait, can we can we also give a shout out to the boys? Yeah, <laughs> your boys. Let's, let's yeah, alienate. It's my boys. Let's alienate more of our listenership. Uh, yeah. Is this the new TugCon bit? No. Because at this point, <laughs> I would rather go back to the TugCon joke than the shout out to the boys. Fifty percent off if you're a boy to come to TugCon. <laughs> shout out Woo-hoo. to the boys. Use the uh, offer code the boys. Duh, boys, <laughs> to get into TugCon for 15%. Oh, I was getting 50. Is it only 15? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, only 15. Okay. Only Sorry. 15. We got to make some money. But they can get a tug. They can get a tug with it. Yeah, 50% off tug. <laughs> they get 50% of a tug. <laughs> All right. Uh, 50% of a tug. Uh, Chris, um, can you can you tell our um, our lovely puppies out there what they can do? Go again. <laughs> Kangaroo. <laughs> uh, no, Chris, can you um, uh, can you just can you just see us out, Chris, from this audition? Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. Blech. Hello and welcome to Horror. Less energy. Less energy. Sorry. Less energy. Sorry. Less, less. All right. <laughs> <laughs>